the restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply. What's going on, guys? How are you? Welcome back to the Paper Trails Podcast. I'm Nick Halliger-Mitros, your host, and we're super, super excited to have some good friends of mine, Yes, Scott and Julie Tang. We've uh, been friends for a, a while, probably. Oh, yeah. High school days, high school days. High school days back in the day, so. 20 plus uh, years. I was gonna say 15, 20 years easy, but uh, we are in Salisbury, North Carolina, um, and these guys have Tokyo Express and Yummy Bun Me, uh, amazing outfits, amazing, you know, started out with the food truck, and then obviously, you know, we have the the brick and mortar locations that we are here, we're actually filming at Tokyo Express, and um, I'm just super excited to just tell their story, their background, I'm talking about business ownership, entrepreneurship, uh, struggle, victory, and just, you know, mm-hmm. building a business as a family. I mean, I know you guys, it's a, it's a family affair. Oh, yeah. You know, the whole family, your parents started this this location. Yes. And you guys have taken it over and, and are, are adding to it and, and, you know, making tweaks. And it's just, it's just exciting to see um, family businesses passed on to the next generation. Yeah. And then making constant improvements. And so, and I know you guys have done such cool stuff. You know, like we're trying, we're trying. Yeah, like what was you guys were like on a show or something? I remember a long time ago. Food Network. Food Network. Yeah. I mean, that was cool. Triple G. But um, yeah, Zach it's just Fairy. it's just it's just exciting to have you guys on the podcast and talk about more of your story and and just inspire, help people. Yeah. You know, with whatever, whether you're in in the culinary, the food hospitality industry, or you're not. I mean, just the ability to uh, make adjustments, overcome, figure things out. Um, Figure out how to work together as, yeah. as a partnership. All that comes together in harmony, which takes time Absolutely. and takes you know uh, effort and and communication and all that. So we're here to learn more about your guys' stories. So um, why don't we start in the beginning? Let's start. You know how you guys grew up. I mean, was it in this area? Oh. You know, were you guys born here? You know, how did your your families get into the food? Yeah, you know, yeah. Let's, you know, let's start there. No, the story is a is it, it goes back. It's, it's got a lot of chapters. A lot of chapters, okay. you know. But um, I mean, if you want to go simplicity, uh, you know, just being Vietnamese American, our families came from Vietnam. Okay. Um, essentially, that's our first, you know, nationalities. Yep. But we do own, you know, Japanese restaurants. Uh, ironically. Okay. But uh, yeah, no. Being a Vietnamese American, parents came from Vietnam as refugees. Um, you know, we came to Salisbury just by ch- by chance. Okay. You know, moved around a lot as kids. My wife and I, not, not just myself. So you know, by chance, we ended up here in Salisbury in 2000. Um, my mom and my dad opened up Tokyo Express, and you know, was a instant hit since 2000. Yep. But it was a lot of trial and error, though. Don't get me wrong. It was a lot, a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, a lot of um, you know getting your feet wet and just by experience yeah so you know and now we're here in salisbury 23 years strong here at tokyo at this location um it snowballed my wife and i into you know following my dream of opening up a restaurant as well now what was were your parents in a food before tokyo special oh man this their first oh absolutely my mom's been a waitress since i've been alive so so i've been in the restaurant business not ownership, not ownership, but just the whole time, okay, my gotcha, whole life. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So this is second nature to awesome. me. Awesome. Yeah. Julie, how about you? Were you, your family in restaurants or no? Well, surprisingly, um, my aunt owns, uh, or she used to own a, a Japanese restaurant yeah. down in Concord, yeah. okay. right across from Concord Mills. Um, okay. It was called Yama Sushi and Grill. Okay. And um, I pretty much got, uh, you know, family having to um, get 
work it's just a very hard dynamic you know like you want to be able to help but then it's just um the pressure is really hard because you're the family so a lot of it um yeah. I, I had to take a step out because it was just a little um hard for me to be able to work with family and keep that family dynamic I, but then 100 percent. <laughs> we all do we it's all like, do it's like for the sake of this relationship <laughs> yes let me just take four steps back yes. yeah so we can see each other at Thanksgiving and Christmas. Ain't, 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 ain't that, yes. it's, yeah, that's like a double-edged sword, right? I totally it is, get it. it. I totally get it. Okay, <laughs> but, but your families do have some roots in hospitality, culinary, the food, oh, yeah. the food business. Mm -hmm. Is that something that you guys, so obviously you wanted, you know, Julie did, you know, I guess before you guys meeting, did you ever think about getting into this industry or, or not really? I always wanted to own something. Okay. Um, now looking back at it, it comes into fruition that this is pretty much um, the rea my reality awesome. is that I am, um, mm -hmm. I own restaurants with my husband awesome. and granted um, it started out as his dream yeah. and obviously being a partner in life, you want to be able to uh, support and the, yeah. sometimes the support does mean that you're physically going to have to give up a part of what you want to do yep. to be able to get them onto that launching pad. So once they get to where they need to be, oh, yeah. it'll be a little bit easier. The time, yeah. The time so I just knew that um, it, it was a little bit of sacrifice on my end to yep. hop on the boat and just be his cheerleader and get him to where um, we can be able to sustain our family. And then oh, yeah. I can venture out and do my own type of stuff. I love that. Yeah. I love that. Okay, so <laughs> no. so when so I guess so, so Yummy Bun Me the food truck was yeah. the first I guess stepping stone yeah. into the when did that when was that a thought when, uh, when did you start thinking what year was oh, it man. was it a while ago you know how, how did you guys even start with that 2010 we were in a motorcycle accident okay like it could have been fatal wow so the, that kind of changed our mindset of what we were gonna do with like what were our, the opportunity that we had of actually living a second chance of life wow, wow, you know yeah. so that that got real heavy and okay, that was so, like so, and that's kind of like the pivotal point of us making a decision like okay whatever we're doing together we're gonna rock together because we almost died together yeah, you know yeah so, so well, i mean it sounds like that was like a pretty pivotal moment oh yeah in life oh yeah um but I, we were still young i was only 23 she was 19 years old at that time in 2010 gotcha. the yeah. motorcycle accident but the food truck started in 2014 as an idea, like okay. kind of like now getting serious, writing it down on our, our legal papers, you yeah. know what I mean? Getting a logo drawn out, just being stupid and doodling stuff, right? Okay. And that was in a Vietnamese restaurant, sitting at a table just like we are now eating, yeah. and just like, all right, we can do this, let's do this, let's freaking do this, right? So, I mean. What are some things that you guys learned starting a business from zero? I mean, like, like you mentioned it, logo, name, oh, type of food, execute. I mean, these are all things that if someone's out here listening yeah. and they would like to start a roofing company, a yes. dry cleaners, yes. a landscape. These are things that, you know, I mean, you may not, I mean, you may think about, you right. may not think about right. all of the intricate details right. that it takes to start, you know. So what are some things that you guys learned starting that the, the food truck? Well, I mean, you have to have that knowledge first. You can't just go on a whim and think you can just open it. You really have to go and take the initiative to educate yourself a little further than what you think you know. So yeah. you need to take that ego out and say, oh, I could do it. Like, do you really gotta go? I mean, I, I bought a book that said, oh, food truck for dummies. Like, you know how dumb that is to go, but you know, yeah, but it it's, gave it's also you. smart. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, you know, listen, it's a and good I, point. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I guess being in the industry for 15 years now on the supply side, I see people that 
take their life savings and start a business oh. not doing any due diligence. Oh, yeah, yeah. And then 12, 18 months later, it's gone. Like yeah. their, their dream has, because they didn't do the due diligence. They didn't right. do the homework. They didn't study. And so well, very I, think, I think it's very good advice. Actually, it is. It is. To take some time and, and study and look and, you know, look at business bank accounts and look at what it takes you know all yes. that stuff right yeah you have to you have to go through your you know your well the thing now is that obviously with social media um, everybody uh everything is very accessible right yeah. at your fingertips yeah. so everybody lives in this false reality that like what they see online is very easy so you really yeah. like he was saying you have to take a step back and and really take the time to research these mm -hmm. things because nobody teaches you this they don't really teach you this in school, school yep. no. no you you that's what google's for yep. find out these details because they are very important you don't want to just go ahead and dump all your money into starting up this business yeah. and then now you're you're I mean, stuck because you're yeah uh, your uh, your back end is very important. I mean, your honestly, administrative I could, side is I very important. See what she's saying? Like, you know, the book smart. You have to be book smart, but you got to be street smart too. That's true. Like, how are you going to go out here and, and conduct business just knowing everything that's taught in a book? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You've never been burned before. You never knew how to shift and pivot from these, you know, um, experiences that you go through, either good or bad, right? And usually, you know, that's what makes or breaks a person, and that's what gives you the leg up just by experience, by knowing how to operate and you know fix these problems on the fly and not dwell on it, right? Yeah, you, you, you definitely need to learn how to overcome. You gotta take that? Yeah. Can I just? Go ahead. <laughs> no, but you, I, I think that that's a good point where yeah. I think learning, learning how to overcome and figure out situations yeah. is super important because you're gonna have to do that <laughs> like, <laughs> like every day you yeah. know somebody didn't show up daily yeah 100 yes. percent. yes you know we need this or we need that and so you know mm -hmm. overcoming challenges mm -hmm. you know uh, communication how to properly hire what to look for in somebody to, i mean these yeah. are all things that like like get like yeah there is no i mean manual or like you know no uh, there isn't like, you have to do some due diligence okay so you guys you bought some books you did you did some background yeah. you studied you saw what's going on and so now you have a food truck yeah you launched it like, yeah. give us like the first day, the first month, the first oh, six man. months. How was it? Oh, was yeah. it more than you expected? Was it what you expected? Was it harder than you expected? Was it well, PTSD? Well, no. I mean, from from her, her <laughs> yeah, from her stance, for sure, because the pressures, the the you know the 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 uncertainties of what you're getting into, the the you know is going to give you that. But um, I'm not gonna lie. Like it sounds cocky or whatever, but I've been in this food business so long. I knew in my heart that I was gonna not let this fail, not 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 you know what I mean, let this overtake me, yeah. uh, because I will have hard days. But I've had harder days in this damn restaurant my, right here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? As a kid, yeah. Like so, what what was that challenge to me now, right? It, I've been through it already. Yeah. It's almost like second nature to me. So I I'm I'm capable of kind of overcoming that that hardship, right? Like busting your ass off, leaving the house early as hell, coming home late as hell. Yeah. Like that kind of was. You know what I did as a kid and yeah. saw as a, as a kid with my parents already. So that gave me the extra fire. <laughs> you know, let's get this guy. It gave me the extra fire, you know, to kind of like yeah. overcome that. Well, but. I mean, the I, and I think having that type of confidence because you've already been through the fire right. only helps. Oh, absolutely. One hundred percent. Julia, how about you as like a, a partner, a wife? Um, what was that like? Just. You know, I mean, I'm helping. I mean, what was that like? Kind of, yeah. you know, having the food truck. We, you um, know, get this guy. So you know, he he's very just on the surface with how things were. Um, 
the motivation really was um, the fact that we found out that I was pregnant. I was pregnant with Absolutely. Sydney. Um, yeah. That really kicked him in the butt. He was like, okay, I need to do something. I need to stop waiting around for my parents to like believe that I can do it, whatever. Yeah. I'm gonna show them. Yeah. It, that was really that fuel to his flame. And, and he took it and he rolled with it. It was very difficult. Soon as I gave birth, he literally was already gone. Wow. He was there for the first, you know, a few hours, changed diapers. Future Friday, baby. Yes, you can't say no to Future Friday. Friday. Listen, I, I, I to Julie, I totally get that. And I appreciate you guys even saying that because, you know, there are sacrifices short term that people will have to do if they want to get into this endeavor of business ownership, entrepreneurship yeah. that will pay off in the long run. But there is short-term sacrifice. Yeah, It's not always it's reality. You know, watches and Lamborghinis and like, you know, <laughs> hey, right? Like, no. it's just, yes. I, like, like, like you said, there, there may be sometimes this, um, yeah. just this idea on the back end of how awesome things are. And things can be awesome. And there's a little more flexibility when you own your own business, when things are established. There is. But on the front end, you've got to lay the, yes. the groundwork, oh, yeah. right? And you can't bend on those rules, you know? You can't. You can't. It would have been easy for him to cancel that event, right? Because, hey, he just had a baby. But yeah. instead, he was like, oh, shit, like, she's here now. <laughs> like, she's going to need diapers. She's going to need food. Like, you know, this yeah. is a life that we're going to have to start sustaining. And he just literally got up and he's like, I got to go. And, yeah. you know, I, I had to understand. Said, well, business is like your baby. And then this is almost like the symbolism, like symbolism of, hey, you actually have a baby now. Yeah. So you really have to take care of that, like. Just like you would take care and prioritize your feeder, take care yeah. of her, the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Listen, I mean, to your point, Scott. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, success doesn't care what you have to go through. No. Like it, it will require, you know, all of you. Yeah. You Absolutely. know, to, to to do it, and so um, I think that that's a really good point, you guys mentioned. Mm -hmm. Just you know that <laughs> you know going going through that and it just was. figuring stuff out, and so. No, it wasn't um, easy. It was tough, man. It was tough. I mean, but it was beautiful though. Like if I look back now and reflect, like. Sheesh, you know, four children, like, you know, she was pregnant at, what, 24, 25 years old? 23. Yeah. Um, yeah, I used to lug Sydney in the uh, red wagon. And then this is the reason why this wagon is so raggedy now, but we still hang on to it it's for the simple facts that at like five, six months old, I would pull her out and I would be taking orders and she would be yeah. right underneath. Yes, and I would have to cover her with her little blanket to keep her from the sun, but she sits there while yeah. I was taking orders yeah. because we didn't have staff at that time. You know, it was right. very difficult to even for some somebody. So we we knew we that's what we just had to do. Yeah, and it goes along the lines of what you said, you know, you gotta... Short term, so our, my mantra yeah. is short term sacrifices for long term results. I love that. I mean, I remember my mom telling me when she was pregnant with my brother, you know, or even myself being seven, eight months pregnant, helping out my dad in the early days. Yeah. And, you know, you know, mid to late eighties, just, it, it's just coming from <laughs> nothing and now having an opportunity. Yeah. It's like, you have to capitalize. Man. Like yes. this is our shot. Yes. Feel like, that. Yeah. Right. Right there. I felt that right there. Yes. man. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It and you, you guys went through it, you know, starting this baby business and growing it and putting your love and, and, and energy and thought and focus and you know um and you know what that's how i know that anybody that succeeded it's not by accident yeah it's like man these people and I, we don't know right. the struggles they went through but we know there was struggles. yeah and that's why i respect anybody that's doing the same things I we're agree. doing I, I can never look down on you ever ever i never do that anyways but i i can sympathize because i know the life that you're going through like taking your kids to school and getting to work and getting people's you know then your employees livelihoods yeah. Yeah, in yeah. order you know, from a yeah. food truck, you've had it for a couple of years. 
you're yeah. established, you're making a name for yourself, you're all over Charlotte, Panthers players oh, yeah. are coming, you're getting I mean, the whole thing, right? Love I mean, it. people know who you are. Now, you're transitioning into actually doing a storefront, yeah. right? Brick and mortar restaurant. What did you learn there? Oh, uh, man. I mean, the, the difference between, because, <laughs> you know, there may be people here that, yeah. you know, want to advance in their career or they want to, like, pivot and kind of, you know, maybe in the same industry, but maybe yeah. go from business ownership to, you know, or from employee to, to, to owning their own business or going into right, right. consulting or 1099. Yes. What are some things that you guys learned from that, you know, that transition? The, the funny thing is, you know, coming from the food truck, we were the pioneer for Vietnamese food, uh, essentially on a food truck. Okay. Uh, so uh, the difficulty was, we've already learned that difficulty really on that food truck was that we had to teach the community uh, how we were serving our food because it's not your traditional Vietnamese food now we're doing it like how Chipotle is doing it we're doing it how it's the more fast casual where you're gonna get that flavor but you're not it's not the true roots of it if that makes any sense because we're we are Vietnamese but we're not from Our business there. model is changing. We were born, yeah, Ameri yeah, you know, yeah, we have yeah, to Americanize yeah, 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 it yeah, because yeah. we, it, it's a symbolism of, a, of us, of our parents, 100%. you know, yeah. and, and that's just really the reality is that when we came here, we had to teach the community once again how to eat our food because um, not a lot of people, especially in Salisbury, um, can handle the, the flavors and the smell that comes with our food sometimes. I got gotcha. you. It might be a little pungent okay, and so, offsetting. So, one, so it sounds like one of the obstacles was not only educating a business, but you're also educating. You're, right. you're educating the oh, populace. Oh, yeah. You're educating them about Vietnamese food and the style and the flavors and the seasonings and all, all, the, all of that, right? So, yes. And then we, funny thing is we actually um, even taught the count, the health inspector um, in the county on how to inspect a um, Asian no restaurant because it was the very first time. So they yeah. even had to have the regional inspector come down to guide them on how to inspect us as well too okay. because they, Salisbury has never had a Vietnamese restaurant. There sense. are certain ways for you to be holding your broth or, you know, it's, it's protocols that we have to follow at the end of the day. Makes and sense. they had to learn um, along the way with us on how to uh, handle us in I the community. That. Scott, anything that you learned from brick and transition food truck to brick and mortar? Oh yeah, no, dude, it's a whole different beast. The food truck was, it was difficult as well, uh -huh. but the restaurants it more difficult. No lie, the food truck has um, less overhead. Besides less overhead, you you know if you do it right, I mean you know the hard thing is booking all that stuff. But yeah. if you do it right, the food truck can be a very very successful business. Gotcha. Like very. Yeah. Because less overhead. It's a it's a good entry point in entry point into our industry. Correct, yes. correct. And, um, but you know, what we wanted to do with Salisbury Yummy Bun Me was we wanted to, you know, showcase what we were doing in Charlotte, yep. you know, top five food truck, you know, five times in a row, right? Yep. Serving the Panthers, like you said, yep, yep. going places that we never dreamt of going, right? Being, having these opportunities that we never dreamt of having to, you know, being on TV and all that, right? So now, uh, you know, it's another beast that you're taking on and you have to take on the, like, um, you know, those, expectations of yourself right yeah, and your yeah. brand and you know and take care of a family all that so i mean it gets harder and harder yeah, sure. if you don't have the right people in line and the, and the village to help you and the staff that can help you that can the vision mm. understand what's you know our long-term goals are and our short-term goals are right 
But um, I mean, no, the restaurant is something I've always wanted to have in my whole life. So um, I'm, I'm so pleased to be able to jump into a, a restaurant and being next door to mom and dad, yeah. come full circle and in the community that I was raised in, right? The stupid fly, Eddie. <laughs> We're about to it's do some good. Bruce Lee shit. I don't know. But yeah, yeah, we can probably move that to the other side. But all that being said, um, no, uh, it, it's, it's, it's definitely a journey that I, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't take back, you Love know? It. I absolutely wouldn't, you know? Even though it's, you know, all the obstacles you had to go yep. through, all the relationships that you had to really, you know, hold accountable and kind of bend to make things work. Yeah. I mean, but. Do, do this. I, uh, yeah. Talk a little bit about, you mentioned having the right team, right? Yeah. I think, you know, what's the saying? Um, if you want to if you want to go far, go solo. If you want to go um, or make an impact, have a team. Like the, some, some kind of saying like that. Yeah, yeah, what, I, yeah, yeah. What, is, what are some things that you guys learn about building a team, investing in your people, putting the right people? I mean, because I'm sure, you know, you've learned that over the last number of years. Yeah. Hiring the right people, putting the right management in place. I mean... What are some things about, you know, if someone's out there trying to build a team and put a team together because, you know, at some point you, you could only do so much by yourself. Absolutely. Like you, right. will, you will need to start, you know. Um, yeah. You outsourcing know, the help. Outsourcing some stuff. Yep, so delegating. What are, what, are, what are some things you guys have learned about that, about like the actually, you know, finding the right vendors, the right partners, the right employees, you know, to run a successful business? Anything that st stands out to you guys about that? Um, you know, when it comes down to like the, the employees, uh, you, the culture of the business really matters. And that comes down to mm -hmm. the belief system, it comes down to everything, it comes down to who you have running your business. Mm -hmm. You know, they have to believe in, in the culture that you have created in there in order to be able to, in a sense, sail your ship because that's what it is, right? We want the ship to be sailing as smoothly as possible, right? Yeah. So how can we do so? Well, yeah, I mean, we lay know, this foundation for them. We can't be here all the time. Once you expand, right, you don't, you have to delegate. You're gonna have to rely on other people, which is um, the beauty of a growing business, yeah. right? Um, but, you know, being hands-on with what you created, you're gonna have to, like Julie was saying, you gotta bring that culture into the game every single day. Like yeah. let's say the game is opening your doors, yeah. right? And it's showtime. Yeah. The game, that's the game plan. That's how we have to look at it. You, you know, you put on, you know, this show for people and it's, it's all out of love, right? The food that you're, you're producing should be coming out of love. The way you're presenting the food and, you know, taking orders, yeah. it should be coming out of love. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of what the basis of our business started from, no, no, no lie. Um, Yummy Bun Me and Tokyo, Yummy Bun Me food truck for sure because the food truck was like, it almost you had to be a carny. You're out there, like, you know, you've been to carnivals, right? And yeah. you try to get people to come try these games. Yeah. It's just the same thing. You got to get people to try this food. So just like Julie was saying, you know, our food was a niche. It wasn't just the run of the mill barbecue down south. People were just, oh, I know mac and cheese. I'm coming to that truck. Gotcha, gotcha. It was something we really had to sell. It was unique. Yeah. And yeah, and it had to be you. So like, I'm sticking my head out that window, talking to people, expressing how much I love for I have for my food. I love and it came back tenfold, you know? And that's kind of where I appreciate, you know, the business that I'm in. I mean, food is a common denominator to everybody. 
right? No matter what creed, what religion, what color, what race. It all brings us together. We all yes. got to sit at this table yes. and food, eat. And it is, it is a common <laughs> yeah. I love that. Yes. Okay. Let, let's talk a little bit about your food. If someone's never eaten Vietnamese food or have come here to yeah. Yummy Bummy, first off, you got to come by. Yeah. But um, let's talk a little bit about what are some popular dishes. Oh, absolutely. You know, you know what, yeah. what's like a must try at a Vietnamese spot or especially at Yummy Bummy? I mean, everything, everyone says that, everything. Okay. But no, for the barbecue pork that we put out, like, you know, we like said we're Southern, Southerners, we love barbecue. Vietnamese people do too, but we don't call it barbecue pork, chopped barbecue pork, you know? Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. anything that's grilled is gonna be barbecue anyways, in yeah. your language, my language, yeah. whatever language. So our Vietnamese barbecue pork is a rendition of almost like barbecue, it's cooked, it's grilled, okay. all on a, on a, you know, open fire. Yeah. So we marinate in, a, you know, our Vietnamese flavors, which is, you know, nuk mam, sugar, honey, stuff like that. And nuk mam is like the umami of all Asian cooking. Okay. Okay. So, so that's why Julie said earlier about the smells, right? Ethnic food does have different smells. Sure. Any ethnic restaurant you walk into, sure. if you're not familiar with it, you're not gonna, you know, it's gonna hit you well, like, immediately. Sense. Whether it's Indian, Asian, uh, Korean, yeah. it doesn't matter. One thousand percent. There's unique. One thousand percent. And being a very small space, like we have, you know, it's like the food. But yeah. everything's exposed. The kitchen's exposed. It's open kitchen. So but our Vietnamese barbecue pork is gonna be the banger, right? Okay. It's it's. So go to is that absolutely yes. on the bun mi sandwich on a baguette that's lightly crispy, right? All the fresh veggies inside. And it's just pickling, it's just gonna be handheld, easy peasy. Drive and eat at the same time, right? That's I mean, do. we don't. I mean, we don't right. condone that. You know? I mean, they do it in Vietnam. They ride these scooters around <laughs> and eat the, <laughs> and eat banh mi's. You're right. You're you know. Right. But then our Vietnamese pho is our, our, our one of our proud staples. You know, um, it's a uh, a beef broth that's um, it's one of the you know the national dishes of Vietnam. Okay. Um, it's we you know we're a French colonized country, so a lot of our food and a lot of our culture is actually you know a play of French culture. Okay. Just like banh mi is, you know, the baguette. Why do we okay. use a French baguette? Because the French, you know, it's a were, good point. Yeah, it's a good point. And, I know, didn't think about that actually. Right, exactly. And then the pho is is a French, you know, rendition of pot au feu, which was a beef stew that they made. But they threw away all the bones and all the nasty bits from the cow or whatever. Okay. Vietnamese people took it and made it into a broth. That's like a, this light broth that everyone loves to the, nowadays, right? Gosh, now it's, okay. that's kind of like the history of where pho came from. And every family does it their own way. Cool, yeah, sure. So, you know, the beautiful thing about our broth is it brings our, our family come whole circle, right? Like my mother's tapping, giving us insight, giving us, you know, tips. My dad, my stepdad, my wife, myself, Google. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then 100%. our experiences putting really it into it, you know into this one broth. Yeah, what made it um, just a little bit more special to us is is really that um, his parents had, all of his parents had a yeah. little bit of um, input yes, and um, his real know. dad, his stepdad, his mom, and we put it all yeah. into that broth. So you know it makes they bickered, but us. you know we <laughs> we pick pieces and we're sure. like you know yeah. th we can make this work. We see where all of their vision, mm -hmm. like let's pick it, and then that's where him and I come in. Was that we picked out of the three of them the to make this recipe, and I mean it's just a little near and dear to uh, us. I was gonna say like you know it's made with love oh, yeah. when, when, you, love. When, when you've assembled yes. the whole family of <laughs> for, real. Put for everybody. Yeah. I <laughs> no, love that. No, for real. I love that. You gotta pay homage to the Tang name, pay I homage to the person that raised yeah. him, yeah. which I is his stepfather, that. and pay homage to his mother, you I know? That. That's just really, and, yeah, and our culture is always paying homage to our elders, and, and that's why the fall is just a little 
near and dear to our I heart. I love that. I love that. Okay. Let's let, let's wrap up by doing this. Mm. One piece of advice from each of you guys that you guys, what's one piece of advice that you love to give to somebody, um, whether it's somebody that wants to advance in their career, get into management, get into leadership, you know, build a business with a partner, build a business with a family. Yeah. I mean, this is... I mean, you guys have like the ultimate dynamic, I feel yeah. like, um, you know, but what are some things that you would give to somebody, you know, just, just a little piece of advice to help them out in their journey? You want to go first? No, what go you ahead. thinking? Um, I mean, I'm going to keep it simple. Put your head down and get to work. So just work. You know, um, you know, that's if you want to go to simplicity, right? That's kind of the, 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 the main driving force Listen, of I mean, what you're supposed to be doing. Yeah, I mean, the, uh, you know? that is the common denominator. Yeah. You can have ideas. Yeah. And you can have hopes and wishes. Yeah. But until you actually get to work mm -hmm. and learn a new skill set and learn how to yes. code yes. and shadow somebody Absolutely. or be an apprentice. Yeah. All those like nothing else matters <laughs> unless you actually write. Right. right. That's the first step. So yes. that first step is going to take you into those other steps and those other avenues that we were talking about. And then you have to have the knowledge, right, and the competency to pivot and see what's going to work with you and what doesn't work with you. And, you know, and like, you know, someone's got to pay the light bill. So that's kind of like, I got to get to work and that's it. I got to get to the grind. I agree. Put myself through this while being young. Right. So we are young and that's the beautiful thing of it. I mean, we did start young uh, and I saw this restaurant business at a young age and I lived it at a young age. So, you know, it kind of, you know, already propelled me into what I, my purpose was, especially after that motorcycle accident. I was like, you know, no bullshit. Stop bullshitting around and hanging around with, you know, wasting time. I love that. Let's go get it. I love that. Yeah. Julie, any thoughts on that? Anything from a spouse, from a wife to support the vision, the goal for the family? That you, I mean, any, anything that you, you've just... I mean, I just really hold um, to, the, to the, my mantra is short-term sacrifices for long-term results. And, and it will just lead in all aspects of life, in your personal life, in business, is that you're going to have to know when to put that ego aside and be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to pull back just a little bit, all right? And, and pulling back is okay. does not mean that I failed. It just means that now I just kind of need to redirect myself, redirect myself or redirect my partner in order for us to get to that point yeah. that we can he can be self-sufficient in his business that it would no longer rely on me. And then I can step out and I can do what I need to do. But right now I know my time is here. My time is needed to be here with, yeah. with the family, with the family business, and, and to continue to be able to guide the younger generation that we have as well too, because it's not just him and I that is getting passed down to, it's also getting passed down to his nephew. So we're guiding him in a sense, but he is a um, newer generation, yeah. so they have a very yeah. weird way of thinking, and we're trying to work through that weird way. Uh, yeah. yeah, we're in that, that realm of like, you know, we're, we're old school and new school. That's the good thing mm -hmm. about where we're at. We're, we're taught to work really hard. Like you, you're not gonna get anywhere unless you put in the work. Yes. And then also we have social media. We have the internet. We have everything at our, our hands too and we know how to utilize it. But this younger generation just knows how to utilize it to be mm -hmm. distracted. Yeah. So if you can put your phone and, and just really look at your goals and sacrifice just for three to five years, you will get yourself to where you see these guys on social media. So I yes, that. I mean, she used the word sacrifice, like you really do. You gotta and, and, put, you and, to. and put your head down and go to work. You yeah. put those two together. And, and, and it's, yeah. not, it's not sacrifice for nothing. It's taking a couple steps back to take a leap forward. Yes. It's, mm -hmm. not, it's not just sacrifice like, oh, my, my life is gonna yeah. suck now for the next 
50. No, it's like yeah. there's temporary, yeah. and it is three to five years. It yeah. will yeah. take some time. Be yeah. patient. Yeah. Like, you're not... Money's not going to start shooting out, <laughs> you know, your hard drive immediately. Yes. Like, just because you I start. wish. Yeah, <laughs> I wish. Give me that. Yeah. You know, it, it, it takes effort. And so I, I love that. I mean, these are really sound principles you're going to yeah. talk about. Like, this yeah. is, you know, after doing 50 plus episodes of this, like, there's some basic things. Mm-hmm. And what you guys are saying, like, nails it. Yeah. So um, I, I, I think it's tremendous advice for anybody wanting to succeed as a family in any endeavor, to yeah. be quite honest with yeah. you. Yeah. So, um, anyway, this is awesome. I appreciate you guys. This was awesome. Yes. Um, super pumped. Season three, episode five of the Paper Trails podcast. Episode We're five. super pumped. Follow these guys, you know, uh, Yummy Bun Me, anywhere they're mm-hmm. at. Come come by if you're ever in town. If past going up 85 or down 85, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, get off the exit. They're just a mile off the Not exit. Not even. Not even. Quarter, quarter mile. So, um, but yeah. anyway. Like, subscribe, follow, and uh, love your support. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Subscribe. The restaurants you love, the food you crave, and the people that make it all happen. We tell their stories on the Paper Trails Podcast with Albemarle Paper Supply.